Happy New Year's and welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we are actually in the new year. That's crazy. That's amazing. I, I don't know. I, I'm missing 2018. Are you? Yeah. I know it's only been two days, but wait, no, only a day. Yeah. This, right? This is the new it's year. This is the second. January 2. January 2. So in episode 29. Or 29, right? 29. We had a Bolo episode and that was our episode 28. Yeah, 28. It's like... It's like a bonus episode, but we're still going to call it episode 28. So this is episode 29. Now, what clever, interesting thing do you have for uh, episode 29? I, I don't. I, I, think, I think until I reach a certain number, like I got one lined up for 33. Mm. I got one lined up for, let's say, 49. I got a few, but 29. Let me guess, 49, the 49ers? Maybe, 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 okay. maybe, maybe. Anyways, you know, here's what's interesting. Before we move on, you know, as we were putting together the Bolo compilation, uh, Compilation. Compilation. That compilation. You know, I noticed like the quality of the video and the audio, right? Was like different. Yeah. I mean, it's right? this is a learning process, man. You guys are learning with us. I know. And, and here's the thing. I, I want to thank you guys for bearing with us for the first couple episodes. You know, that's what's tough. Because when people first find our podcast, what episodes do they go to? Yeah, they're gonna watch the first ones. They go to the first one, right? And so yeah. we'll have a lot on the first one, and some people go, eh. Not my style. Right. And then others just, they keep rolling on and they, then we, we get a little better, I think. Yeah. There was, I think I had one episode, if you guys watch on YouTube, where the camera was out of focus. Oh, that's right. That I remember really you bad. telling me that like the day after, like. And you're like, it's fine. Nobody will notice. And yeah, people notice. Yeah. I it think was, it's our lowest one. I think it's, is it episode five or three? It's the No, it, no, no. It's, it's later in like, this was like episode in the twenties, I think. No, no, yeah. no, no. I know. No, this was, I think it was the global shipping one. Really? Yeah, because as I was going through, like halfway through, you put like this, sorry, battery ran out. Oh, no, yeah, that was the one where the battery ran out on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, hey, we just want to thank you guys because as we were going through, like there's been a lot of growth for both of us as resellers, but also on the podcast side. And again, I got to give a lot of gratitude going towards Mike because oh, Mike does a lot you. of the technical. He's the camera guy. He's the sound guy. I just show up. So... Yeah, well, awesome. you're the you're the reselling. Uh, no, don't even just say you're the veteran. guy that has resold longer than I have. Yeah, just put it there. You're 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 the veteran. No, I I don't even compared to me, you're the veteran. But here's the thing, and I think we talked about this. Like the longer you do something, the less you feel you know about it. Yeah, the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah, you realize like, man, I don't know anything. That that's where I'm at. Like I got to tell you, especially now that I'm full time, being a full time reseller is completely different than being a part time reseller. I mean, you you still go through the same motions, but like your focus and what's important to you changes a lot. Mm. So we'll leave that for another episode. I like that. Yeah. All right. So this is our update episode. Hopefully you all had a great New Year's and uh, we have some catching up to do. Yeah. It's been about two weeks. It's been nice. I mean, have you had a good, uh, a good break? I mean, I'm as a teacher, I love, I love Christmas break because I get time off. The time off is amazing. And I know many I people out it. there. Um, don't have that that pleasure of having just two weeks off with nothing to think about. Um, so I feel for you. I, I don't mean to brag too much, but uh, uh, it was good. What about you? How, how have you? How's your so last he, couple of weeks gone for you? Here's what's interesting. I do miss that, and I do remember one of the first times I tried to go full time like reseller. Did I ever talk about? That? I did about how I tried to experiment, see what it'd be like being a full time yep. reseller. Mm-hmm. It was over one of those uh, breaks. I took a week and then, you know, this was like after my first year and it just was terrible. Mm. Right. And it was terrible because I couldn't find anything, but that's because I didn't know a lot. Right. Right. Now this time around, right. I'm doing this 
it, I've always had a break, technically. Mm. I mean, I'm always working, but I could choose when I go on break. So I will say it was a little different. It, it's it's kind of like Christmas showed up and left. Mm. Right? Where before it was kind of like you got to enjoy all that time leading up to it. Now it's right. like I'm out there hustling every day. And I think I, I kind of stopped a little bit by the 18th. Mm. But even then, I was still like looking at my sales, still shipping out. So you didn't stuff. get to just enjoy like the holiday with the families, as it were. No, I mean I still enjoyed it. It was good, but it was just it was different because I, I keep saying this: if you want to go full time, like this has to be like you, what you want to do. Like it has to be part of your lifestyle because it's going to be part of your life twenty four seven. So it's, it's all or nothing, you know. Right. If, if you want to go full time, right. Right. Do you find that sometimes you can shut off the reselling? Oh, yeah, for sure. And and that's the thing, too, is and maybe it's not necessarily a good thing because, you know, my wife and I, there's times where, you know, we're going really hard for a few days or for like a week. And then there's times where, you know, we both kind of take it easy for a few days or maybe even a whole week where we don't have that pressure of this is our sole income. Right. So we need it. Mm -hmm. And there's always like this out there future date, which there's never really a date put on, but of like, you know, in the future, we'll spend more time, more energy, more. And that future is, as long as it's kind of out there abstractly, you don't feel that pressure. But like, if you were to say like, okay, within a month, we need to be here, which we do that occasionally too. And there's definitely more momentum, I guess, when you have those kind of goals. But yeah, there's been times where I've accidentally taken a few days off of reselling hard. See, and that that's the thing. Like I, I only experienced maybe a couple of days. Mm. Right. It's uh it takes it takes a lot because it has to mean I'm not gonna look at my Amazon, I'm not gonna look at my eBay, you know. And it also means like you're not gonna go on IG because if, if our IG is all about reselling. Yep. Right. So the moment we get on our Instagram, like we're in reselling mode again. So I it's it's just a little different. So I always say this that reselling is a lifestyle ultimately. If you wanna go full time, it's a lifestyle, it's who you are. Yeah, I was actually just talking about this with um with my wife on our, our way home today, I was saying like, you know what? I don't know if we can ever get out of eBay. Like, I feel like we're in this. <laughs> the matrix got you. Yeah. Well, cause here's the thing. Like we all know that you, you have to keep, you know, the pipeline growing and you got to keep, you know, investing more and the more you invest, the more you make. I mean, we have a business bank account now and, and so we're more easily able to see like, okay, we're, we're bringing in a lot of profit. We're not losing money at this point, but we also have hundreds of items sitting in our garage that are sitting there and we need to sell. So like, let's say over the next couple of years, we end up with a couple thousand items in our garage. And then we decide, you know what, let's stop doing eBay. Like, what do you do with those items? Either one, you keep selling them for the next 10 years, randomly every night you're going out and packaging stuff, or you just kind of donate it all or like garage, like have your own garage. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you'd be pretty stuck. No, I mean, there are people, I, I know people that like sold, like some people decided they were done with clothing. Mm. So they just did a whole like big lot of clothing and they just sold it to another reseller. Mm. Or you sell your eBay business. But you're right. I mean, because in the end, you're also, you also like knowing you have that extra income in case yep. you need it. Yeah. Right. No, that's, that's true. That's the comfort that reselling brings, especially when you're part time. Mm. Right. Because you're like, oh, you know, before I did reselling, I was like, I don't know if I can afford this vacation. Once I started reselling, I was like, okay, how do we get there? It wasn't about we can't do it. It's like, how do we make sure this mm. happens? Right? It was a totally different conversation. You feel a little bit of that? Yeah. 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. I know. And, and, and that's the thing. I, I think what ends up happening, and this is just my thoughts, is that, you know, eventually you got to decide if it's your lifestyle or not. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, you got to, you, you do need to decide that. Like how, if you're just wanting to do this, you know, kind of low level, I think I've got a few friends who are doing that. They're selling a few items here and there. Um, and they may or may not, you know, catch the bug and go full force. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it is what you want to make of it. If you want to, um, you know, pay for a car payment every month, if you want to pay for your HBO subscription, if you want to stay home and do it full time, like you get to kind of pick where you want to be as far as how much you put into it. I agree. So, all right. Well, let's let's get moving in the episode. Cool. I, I think we I think we've got like a big elephant in the room though that what we need that? to address. This is New Year's. You got any New Year's resolutions? Oh, you know what? I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions. I know. I know most people. It it it's it's such. Is it a most di- people aren't. I, I kind of feel like it is. It's such a divisive thing. It's like there are people who who are into it, and then there are so many people who are like, I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. Um. And and I get both ideas. If you if you kind of think like it's arbitrary to pick a day, any day could be the day you change your life, you know. Uh, but I I don't know. There's something about like a fresh start that I like. So what I tend to do is I pick a word for the year. Mike just wanted to throw in the word of the year now. Well, this isn't this isn't like, like quote, quote of the, of the week, episode. But now it's word of the year. So hopefully it's once a year. Yeah. Well, you don't do that. You don't do something like <laughs> I'm that. Just messing up. I'm I, I messing don't know. Up. I think it's a really cool idea. So instead of okay. like I a New hear- Year's resolution. Which that's where I feel like, I feel like people can get kind of tripped up if they like start at the beginning of the year and they say like, I'm not eating sugar for the rest of the year. I'm not doing this. And they kind of make like, that can be tough, right? Like to, cause then if you get the three weeks into the the new year and then you mess up once, then you kind of feel like, well, I messed up. Might as well not do it for the rest of the year. Whereas if you've got like a word to focus on, then all year long, you can kind of be thinking about that word. Interesting. So I want to know your word now. You want to know my word? I do. Discipline. Oh, 2019 discipline. Wow. And discipline's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, because I feel like it goes for like a lot of elements of my life, right? Whether it's reselling, whether it's diet, whether it's exercise, whether it's time with family, whether it's like professional growth, like all of those things in your life require a certain amount of discipline. So like, no, I agree. If my focus this year is on discipline, I think all of those goals that I might set kind of arbitrarily as like as my New Year's, they'll just happen. No, and I'm big on goals. It's it's interesting you said that because I actually decided that I was going to start my new year on the 26th. Mm. But see, I'm not a I'm not a big like share with everybody kind of person, right? Because I guess if I fail, I want to fail in my loneliness. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But you know, it was one of those things where I decided like I'm going to take this reselling a little bit more serious. Mm. Now, I know that sounds crazy because I'm selling full time, right? And I should already be serious, but it's one of those now where you're gonna get more serious. I get well. It's it, here. Here's what it is. So when you've been doing this for a while, you do develop the pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you can keep working hard, but you don't have to work as hard as you used to. I can right? see that. Okay. Yeah. Now with Amazon FBA, I do feel like I gave it my all, right? And and we'll say this for our big Q4 episode that. Recap Q4. Mm. You guys hopefully will still remember about Q4 in about two or three weeks when we release that episode. But uh, we want to. I think there's enough time in between. Like I, I feel like 
everybody needs a break from Q4 before we talk about Q4. Yeah, again. no, I agree. I think you got to let it settle in and kind of actually look at the numbers because I'm Decompress still press a little. Yeah, and I'm still making sales from items that I picked up specifically for Q4, and I'll talk about why I held on to a lot of items. You know, the main reason was I didn't want to lose money. I wanted to still make a profit, so I decided to wait till January, and now the sales are kicking in, and I'm still making money. But the other part of it is. You know, I, I gave my offer at Amazon, but it's like, okay, now what does my reselling model look like? Right? Because it was pretty easy going full time in June. And that's because I already knew what I had to do. Right? I knew that, you know, my goal, unfortunately, my goal actually was uh, to have about, uh, I want to say like close to a thousand more items in my eBay store. Okay. That never happened. And the reason it didn't happen is, you know, even though I got helper, I just kept selling more. Mm, right. Right. And so I, I mean, can, that's a good problem to have. That was a good problem to have. I mean, it wasn't like astronomically more, but it was enough where it was hard to catch that number. Mm. The other part is I became more selective on what I was going to pick up. Mm. So, you know, I changed my sale per item where it used to be like I was happy with about $20 to now it's about close to 40 Profit? Profit. Ooh. Right now. I'm now, way far away from that, man. Yeah, but I still have a lot of bread and butter items. Mm. You know, like today I sold two hats. And I made like $18 profit on each one. Mm. Okay. But I'm still okay with that. You know, that's fine. Like I, I listed those hats like two years ago. Mm. I'm all right with that. The other part of it is, you know, I knew that I was aiming for Q4, right? That's all like June, you know, July even was easy because I'm aiming for prime day. Mm. Right. I wanted to make sure I had a lot of inventory prime day, but then Q4, I knew I was trying to build my inventory for eBay and Amazon. And now I'm in January. And now it's like, okay, like, what do you do when your goals are too far away mm. for you to make them too tangible, right? I mean, too, is that right? Too tangible, right? Yeah, I know where you're going with that. You know what I'm it's saying? It's kind of like, abstract if it's too far away, so you need something like yeah, concrete so, so right what, now. So what is the goal from now until June, mm. right? So I had to think about that. And so I had, this is like a, a New Year's resolution goal? Kind of like that. Right. But, but suddenly, I don't want to call it that, but it was more of like, okay, I'm going to go back to what I used to do, like, Ship in the morning, ship in the afternoon. Make sure my metrics are where they need to be. You know, another one was I need to make sure everything I have is listed. I mean, these are very basic things. Mm. But here's what happens. And those of you who have been reselling for a long time, you end up having a bunch of inventory that, A, you don't want to sell. Mm. Right? We've talked about that a yeah. little bit. And, B, you have a lot of inventory where, like, you buy it and you're kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to spend the time on this. And then you source other items and then, that pile of things you don't want to... It's not a death pile. It's more of a... Okay, it's a death pile, but... You know what would fix that? What would fix that? A little bit of discipline. Discipline or being broke. Yeah, well, okay, <laughs> both those things. Those right. things would fix that. But if, you, if you've if got enough discipline, probably won't go broke. No, I get that. And so, again... 2019 discipline. No, I get it. So, it's one of those, okay, I set a number of this is how many listings I want to put up a day, you know? And the, the other part of it is... Uh, it's just kind of... I guess I did do these resolutions... I caught, I got caught in the, I hate saying, admitting this or confessing this. I got caught in the comparison trap mm. because I've been reselling for a while and I never was on Instagram. Right. And up until I got on Instagram, I thought I was doing things right. And then I got on Instagram. I'm like, something wrong with me. Yeah. Right. I just kept feeling that over so and you, over again. So as much as Instagram has been a help to both of us, as far as like, learning more about selling on eBay, selling on Amazon, all the things we've learned. You would also say, though, that it's kind of got you caught in the 
I need to be performing as much as they are, even if you don't know whether the numbers and what mm -hmm. they're saying is real? Definitely, 100%. Mm. I think it's more on the FBA side than the eBay side. Right? Okay. I mean, that makes sense. You see, I, I see that in the sense that, like, you know, on eBay, it's like, okay, your 60-day total is, like, you know, impressive for people is, like, you know, 20000 right? 60-day mm. total. I mean, that's nice. That's 10000 a month. That's 120000 a year. You know, on FBA, it's, like, 100K, 200K, 250K. Mm. Oh, I mean, a million. You know what I mean? And... And like you've said before, you've got no idea what if that is net versus just gross. Yeah. Like I know somebody that, you know, they spend a hundred thousand and they make thirty thousand dollars net. Mm. I mean, that's still nice. Right. Don't get me wrong, that's great. But, you know, again, you, you compare yourself to that. So you're like, oh, you know what? I need to go buy more. Mm. Or, you know, maybe my margins are are, you know, maybe I, I need to cut my margins even lower. Maybe I need mm. to have a 10% margin. You know, and you start doing it, and you get into that trap. And I got into a little bit of that trap. Mm. Just going to be real. So I'm okay. It yeah. just was like, if I compare my Q4 to last Q4, last year I had no distractions. Mm. And last year, I think I was a little more strategic mm. as far as in my purchases. I mean, that's good advice. I feel like for for me, for listeners out there is, you know, as great as... Instagram and social media can be for gaining tips and, and, and encouragement and knowledge and all of those things. Um, you know, you need to know yourself, understand the products you're buying, understand how the, you know, sending it in works and not get caught up in the, the rat race almost as it were of, I need to compete with these people because then you can start to get, you know, a little sloppy with what you're buying and, and, like you said, your profit margins might not be there. You might overspend or overreach. And, you know, that's that's good advice. So I guess know your craft and you do you. Don't worry about what other yes. people are doing. Agreed. Because only you know how much money you need to make to pay bills. Only you know how much money you need to make, you know, to let's say take your family on vacation. Only you know. Right. So don't worry about other people's numbers. Just focus on your own. And I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Yeah. No, that's good. And then also, too, is. You don't know what the other person, like maybe it's it's easy, I think, to, to say like, hey, the person who has, um, you know, $250,000 that they've made on on Amazon, you know, a big chunk of that is probably not net or, you know, maybe who knows if they're even making money on that or, mm -hmm. you know, but let's say they are like, let's say they've got products that they're getting incredible return on investment. Oh, they're there's some people money. that made lots of money this Q4. So so there are those out there who are doing that great. But then the other thing is too, is you don't know the rest of their story, right? Like how much time away from their family are they giving up? Are they making sacrifices you're just not willing to make, right? So like, you know yourself better than you can know somebody else's story in life. So you can't compare yourself with somebody else because, um, you know, you, you know if you're giving up too much family time. You know if you're giving up um, too much money out of other things that that maybe you shouldn't be spending for, you know, buying more inventory if you need it for. So don't compare yourself with other people. Like take good stock of yourself, understand where you're at, mm -hmm. and then go from there. Yeah, hundred percent agree. That's good so, stuff, man. There you go. Hey, you gotta be real, right? You gotta be real and relevant and reselling. Yeah. All right. So, do you still see some Q4 numbers rolling in, or did things die out for you? Um. Things are slowing down a little bit. I, I'm I'm assuming they're gonna pick back up here. Um, no, I can't even say they're slowing down. They're they're good. They 
I think it was just shocking that I got so many sales on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had seven sales on Christmas. Nice. That was bizarre. Like, we thought for sure it was going to be dead, dead, dead. Next thing you know, it's just like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And I'm thinking, like, who's who's buying? Like, maybe they, like, opened up all their presents and didn't get what they were looking for. And they're like, that's it. I'm going on eBay and buying it. And you never thought you'd be happy to work on Christmas. Yeah, it was great. Well, <laughs> and the nice thing, too, is, um, you know, we didn't obviously have to ship it out because all of the post offices are closed and stuff. So, oh, yeah. we, you know, just packed it up in the morning, sent it out the next day. But, man, it was a good feeling. Nice. What about you? Did you sell a bunch on Christmas? Uh, yeah, I did. I actually, I was a little shocked myself in the sense that I have already said this, like I let eBay die. And I'll talk about this in our Q4 recap, but you know, I'm still getting sales, but not anywhere near what I remember last year. Mm. But yeah, I had some decent sales. I made a few hundred dollars and I was happy with that. Um, you know, the one thing that I, <laughs> that I didn't like seeing is here, here's the difference between part-time full-time, especially when you're doing eBay, I mean, eBay, Amazon is that last year I had some returns. Oh, this year, it's a whole nother level. Mm. I mean, we're talking about like several returns a day. Oof. And uh, I, I was a little shocked. Like, I know it's a cost of business and it, I'm a little callous to it. But some of the things I was just like, wow, like people are returning this? Are mm. you serious? And so, I don't know. It was a little off-putting. And I think, too, part of it is I think there's the misunderstanding, especially with Amazon FBA. Um People have this mindset of like it's a big box co- corporation, so it's not going to hurt them to like take in a return. Like just like I feel like people usually don't feel bad returning stuff to Walmart, right, mm-hmm. or Target, because it's like I feel terrible. Walmart is not going to hurt. Aren't you like I'm hurting Target and Walmart? Never, never worry about it, right? Like <laughs> no, you I try something, I it doesn't fit. It's more like so you're like, sticking it to them when you do a return. Yeah, you return. I mean, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Now, if it was a little mom and pop shop that you bought oh, yeah. something oh, from, yeah, and it probably going to eat the 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 cost of it like oh it doesn't really fit right or there was a little oh it's a little tiny place i don't really want to return it because i think it's the same thing with it like ebay i don't get as many requests for returns as you probably get on amazon because people don't realize that you're there's just no, a guy there's no soul in amazon yeah you're you're just a guy you're not a, even a guy you're amazon house. yeah they they don't they don't know that they don't know that you're a person see, and that, a real and person with feelings <laughs> but that's one of the things i did notice like in the sense that you know, think about it. Like, I, I'm sure some of the returns I got was because somebody goes, what? I paid $100 and this was only $30 in the store, right? Yeah. Like, they probably showed up on December 26th and they went shopping at Target or Walmart. Mm. And they're like, wait a second. I'm going to go return this. I mean, and it's so easy to return, yep. right? The moment on Amazon, when you send a return, the moment it gets scanned at the UPS store, wherever you send it through, mm. it's like within an hour or a day. You get your money back. And I bet you there's people, too, who, I mean, I don't know exactly how this would work, but I'm sure there's people who buy it for the expensive amount on eBay or Amazon uh, in order to get it under the tree for their kid. The kid opens it, plays with it, and then... Are you suggesting they do a switcheroo? Yeah. And then a couple wow. days later, they go to Walmart and then wait wow. till it's back in stock. If any of you do that, hit us on the DMs. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know because I, I really would love to know because that is or even in the comments below on this YouTube, share us your story. I'd love to know. I've never that. Wow. I'm just assuming there's people who do that, right? I mean, I guess I guess you can, especially you could, if your kids are certain. You could probably do that until your kid's 13. You could do it till they're later. Just switch it, the video game out. 
No, like let them play with the expensive one. Once the Walmart come one comes in, then they just return the Walmart one to you. They get the full price back, and it's like they just layawayed. I don't know. It's like a reverse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know. You go to Walmart, you buy the new one for cheap, and then you just return to Amazon. Yeah, and you're good. Yeah. Wow. I bet See, you it happens all the time. Well, that's the thing because a lot of the stuff I got returned were some of my higher price items, mm -hmm. right? That people really wanted. You know, they wanted that hot toy. They couldn't find it. And I'm like, that's what must be happening. Right? It's a little, and I get it. On eBay, no one goes, I saw that rain spooner for cheaper at Walmart. I'm going to go return it and get that rain spooner shirt. Like, that doesn't happen. Guess what? What's up? I got a rain spooner. You found a rain spooner? Today. Was it a, was it a nice rain spooner? Like, a, or is it it's just got a, cars on it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, okay, here's kind of a funny story. So my my car has like a Bluetooth, you know, radio in there and so when you get in the car and start the car on it for whatever reason it'll automatically start playing something on the phone start playing our podcast so my wife's phone <laughs> for whatever reason is like stuck on our podcast on the oh, episode yeah oh, just on around. the episode where i made the comment about me never finding a rain spooner i said when i find a rain spooner i'm gonna be like i found a rain spooner well anyways every time she starts the car that's the part of the podcast that comes on so when nice. i found it she's like oh gosh nice. how much did you pay for it Oh man, that's a crazy story. Super cheap, stupid cheap. Okay, like you gotta share it with me now. Now what? I think we've caught up. We've caught up. <laughs> let's go random. To, let's go to random stories. Okay, well this wasn't gonna be my random story, but man, today was bizarre at, at thrift stores. I almost feel bad saying this, but like I went to three thrift stores today, and two of them they undercharged me, and I tried to correct them, and they were like, oh, "Don't worry about it. It's like a sale or something." These weren't like that blue store was it no no they wouldn't no right no it wasn't we that we're talking about yeah it wasn't the, the blue, blue store one. with the face that winks yeah it wasn't that one okay uh though they did uh give me an item that didn't have a price on it for a very good price which i was happy about that you, you weren't in my in my part no 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 no, okay. no 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 um but yeah so two thrift stores today like way undercharged me and i like even asked because i always feel bad about that like i'll never like if a, if a cash if a cashier like forgets to ring something up, I'm gonna tell them like, hey, you forgot to ring that up. I'm not the guy that's just like, well, too bad for them. Now if I get home, we're, we're pure hustle. Yeah, you gotta gotta be pure. Um, I mean, it just I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. But anyway, okay. so I told them I was like, hey, uh, like I think these were like supposed to, like individual or like you mark this. And both places like not even like oh I messed up like oh wink wink I messed up I'm sorry. It was just like oh it's okay don't worry about it. And I was like, are you sure? Yeah. So anyways, I got the, the Rain Spooner shirt, like a Nike shirt, um, a space heater for my office because I need one, wow. um, and some amazing dishes that my wife picked up, which were probably going to net us a couple hundred bucks. You like dishes, don't you? Hey, we did pretty good on it. Like you had those, what are those? Is this Spode. Yeah, Mike, is that one of your bowl other hustles? Mm -mm. Okay. Nope. So Mike hasn't talked about this a lot, but he, he talked about it a little bit, uh -huh. I think a few episodes ago. But you've done really well on those. Yeah. Like I just saw a whole set. Yeah. So for a hundred bucks. That was great. Okay. Well, here's the here's a funny thing. So actually, Mike and I and his wife and, and my kids and his kids, we went to dinner tonight. So Mike asked me, you know, oh, how have thrift stores been? I just tell him it's been because for me it's been terrible. Like everybody's talking about donations, and so I'm going and I'm finding nothing. Mike said nothing at dinner. Nothing. I didn't want to rub it in. I think he was just waiting for the podcast to just <laughs> unload right now. 
Yeah. So anyways, I picked up all those dishes, which are probably going to net us a couple hundred bucks. Each dish was marked at like $3 each. And the lady just, I think, so I, I walked out of that thrift store. I think I paid eight bucks. Nice. And I got like three shirts, a space heater, and a bunch of dishes. That's just awesome. It's pretty good. So. Okay. Yeah. Wait, the rain spooner though. Yeah, it's a rain spooner. Is, is that part that's of the $8? Of, that was part of the eight bucks. Yeah. It wasn't new tags, was it? No. Okay. That, that would have helped Annie even more. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Wow. Okay. Well, good for you. Hopefully that happens more often. I'd like to I'd like to get the uh the cashier cashiers that say, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, you know, I don't I, I gotta tell you it was weird. Okay. So not every thrift store has been terrible. I mean, I, I just I don't know, maybe you guys have heard the same. Comment below. If you haven't, anyways, you know what? Let's do this. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to us. We are Pure Soul Podcast. Hit that little bell to get notifications. Yes. Thumbs and, up the episode. Oh, it'd be awesome. And if you don't like the episode, still thumbs up the episode. And then send us a private email or call us and, and we'll we'll fix whatever problem we have. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. Seriously, we'd love to hear, you know, what we can improve. We're always about constructive criticism. That's right. There you go. So... And then, hey, always feel free to give us a call on our number, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You can shoot us an email. Some of you have shot us an email. Actually, one of our hustles of the week comes from an email today. We are podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, PuroSoCast. You can follow us on Facebook, Podcast. Am I missing something here? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Hey, and by the way, thank you again for those of you that continue writing reviews of our podcast. It's definitely helping. Yes, you guys it, are awesome. It goes, it goes a long ways. And... We have some things planned for, you know, this upcoming year that, you know, we're not ready to unveil yet. And Mike and I still have to have his, I don't know, pseudo big business meeting about mm. what direction we're taking with the podcast. But we have some things in effect. We still have that meetup we're, we're still working on. Do you remember yeah. we're having a meetup? I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then if you guys, if you guys have uh, ideas, suggestions on what the future of the podcast should look like, uh, and the suggestion is something besides an episode every day, because I don't think we can do that. That's a great suggestion. Hey, I appreciate a few of you guys <laughs> if saying we that. we get sponsored where this could be our life, oh, yeah, I would do it. I, would I mean, I love reselling, but, you know, I, I, I think I could handle talking to you two hours a day. Yeah, that'd be all right. We could do that. You we know, there, there's some people, there's, there's, some, uh, there's a radio show I listen to that. It's like, I think they go five hours like this. Holy cow. It's like, no, not five, four. We'd have to start talking about things besides just reselling, though. No, no, I get that. We'd, I we'd get have that. to talk about, like, movies and, like, the weather. The, no, that the weather? Who would listen to the weather? I don't know. I don't know. Five hours every day. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we got plenty to share. Anyways, with all that being said, appreciate your support. Continue supporting us. You know, we're just so thankful for all of you. Thank you for all the encouragement you keep sending us. On the DMs, in the comments, in the emails, on the phone calls. It's well appreciated. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. So do you got a random story for me? Yeah, it, it's kind of, ra it's not like random, random story. It's kind of like a find ahead of thrift store, but it's not hustle of the week. So it's not like hustle of the week category level, but it's still pretty decent. That's what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean, I shared this on the IG uh, the other day, um, but it was... Uh, you know, last I, I found I the first thing I found was these two huge Winnie the Pooh bears. Okay, which I'm not a big fan of plush life. Mm. I still will sell plush if I find it. But the reason I'm not a big fan of plush life is because it's you know, it's very rare that you'll find a plush life, a plush life, a plush, plush life, a plush life that you'll make, you know, let's say more than twenty or thirty dollars. Mm. Right? And I think you had one of those, 
right? At one point you were talking about it last episode or two episodes ago. So I did find these two Winnie the Poohs, but that wasn't that wasn't the end of it. So I posted it on IG, but I didn't post my my other find. Here's the weird thing. So I had been going through this, to the same thrift store probably f- uh, four or five days in a row. Absolutely nothing. Like, not that there wasn't anything I couldn't make money on, but again, remember, I'm changing my average selling price. So I'm there, and I found these plush bears, these Winnie the Pooh bears, which are getting it nice. I paid $7 for each, and I'm hoping that each of them will sell for 60 to $70 each. So that's nice. That's a nice ROI. And then right when I'm about to leave, I noticed they put another glass case on the side of the counter. Mm. And it just caught my eye, right? Because, you know, anything new, like, you're like, huh. Then I look, and then there's, like, these action figures. And I'm not a fan of action figures in the sense of, you know, if it's a collector's item, they have to be mint for it to go for good money, right? Because, you know, if the grade's really low, like, it, it could be totally not worth you picking up. So I look, and these were, like, weird. And they were, uh, they were cartoon. I still, need, I still need to do more research what they were. But they were Cartoon Network, like, action figures. Huh. And I was like, this is weird. Like, I've never seen these. They weren't G.I. Joe. They weren't Transformers or anything. And then I saw a sticker that I'm like, these have to be money. So, in case, and most of you know this, but San Diego, every summer, what's our biggest convention we ever have? Comic-Con. Had the Comic-Con sticker on it. Oh, and the Comic-Con exclusive sticker on it. Have you ever been to Comic-Con? I did. Oh, I'm so jealous. The sad, Here's the sad part about it. I had a hookup where I got to go for free for like two years in a row. And then I was like, eh, it's too crowded. This is like 10 years ago. Now, like, you can't even buy those No, tickets. you can't. Like, you're either grandfathered in, which means you can get it which every I year. I could have been grandfathered in, and I made the stupid decision not to I've go. I've been trying for years to get, get tickets. It'll never happen. One day. One day it'll happen. I think I got another hookup, but we'll we'll talk off air. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not 100% about it. Anyways, so I look and I pull this. So I'm thinking uh, maybe it's like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. And I'm not putting the name out there yet because I'm still deciding whether I want to sell it. And here's what happens with collectibles. What I found is whenever I talk about a collectible on air or if I put it in my eBay store, I get flooded. Hmm. And here's the other thing that I notice is that then I started getting like really low offers. So I'm kind of going to hold back a little bit on mm. this one. But I looked one up. They're, they're selling them. Now, here's the thing. So uh, should I say, okay, I, there are certain stores that, you know, certain managers charge high on things. Right. And there's other managers in that store that don't. Well, I thought this was one of those that already got charged up. Mm. So I did the research. One of them, okay, there's eight of them. Four of them were good. One of them was going, was selling, what not was selling, sold on eBay consistently for $160. They had a price tag of $12.99. And this is not your hustle of the week? No, it's not my hustle of the week. Whoa. And there are four of them. And I'm just like, so here's the, here, this is why it's a random story because I had this really def- defeated attitude. Mm. Like, I literally hit, I think, and those of you that follow me on Instagram, you know, you notice, like, I went, I've gone to stores, and it hasn't been great. It's been okay. And this was, like, store number eight. It was before closing, and boom. I walk out of there with potential just on those items, $400 net profit. 
right? Let's say I take a low R for $100. I'm going to get that profit. Yeah. So I don't know. It's one of those I keep saying, like, thrift store every day because you never know. Yeah. You just never know. This store was a honey hole, and then it kind of dried up because of Halloween. And the the mm-hmm. issue, I guess, we're having now in some thrift stores in San Diego, there's a shortage of employees. Really? And so there's not a lot of merchandise getting pushed out. That's huh. why you're not seeing a lot, unless you're Mike. Mike somehow finds things. But, you know. Sneaky. I like looking Sneaky. between things. So anyway, that's my random story because, again, I was about to walk out and last second, boom, Comic-Con exclusive Cartoon Network figures selling for big money. Genius. <laughs> Nothing genius. I just, I look, and I did the right research. Right place, right time, and you can't be in the right place at the right time if you're never at that place. True. And you got to research because... And that's not even quote of the week. That was just... I just made that up. Oh, oh that wasn't your quote of the week? No. Okay. But here's the thing. I will say research, research, research because those things... Let's say that here's the thing. If they weren't in the glass case, I'm not sure I would have looked them up. I've almost stopped looking at stuff in the glass case because I feel like they just put random junk in there. They they really do. But somehow psychologically, it makes you think that it's expensive. Am I off? No, you're right. It does. You always want to check, but then it's annoying because then you got to get someone to open up the case. They stand there and watch you as you're like scanning stuff. Does that bother you you when people are like standing right there? It doesn't bother. It it just bothers me because it's. I feel like I'm being rushed and I kind of want to look at everything and you know, I had to wait three minutes for them to come open it up and I'm, I see somebody else walking out of the thrift store with something in their cart and I'm like, Oh man, I could have bought that. No, I know. <sighs> yeah. And here's the funny thing. It's like they lock it up. So they're locked locking up, up junk. Oh, some of it is junk. junk no, it is. Some of it's like decent stuff. And then other things I look up or I don't even need to look up everything anymore. Like I used to, but sometimes I just look at stuff and I'm like, why would they even put that in there? Like that's, it's like the lowest brand shoe that they you could <laughs> buy, and no, they got I, it locked totally up in this in this cabinet. Yeah, I don't know. And then they got the Allen Edmonds just sitting up on the, no, the rack. Too. You know, yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. All right, let's get some current topics. That's, what do you got for me? So we got a few things to talk about. Um, the first one is kind of it's cycling through, and maybe I just heard about it because I'm new to Instagram, but. I try to confirm this. I actually did speak to some Goodwill managers. And, you know. You mean you mean the blue store with the winky face? Yeah, that one. Okay. Is, there a, is, it, is it a winky face? I don't know. Something like that. I think it is. The smiley face. Something like that. Welcome to Goodwill. Anyways. Hey, you can sponsor us, Goodwill. By the way, we'll be your biggest supporters. Yeah. As long as you keep those prices. You should shop at Goodwill. <laughs> Not a sponsor. All right. Um. So a year ago, I guess there was a flyer that was going around that was in, supposedly held in the back office of Goodwill. And it said to go on social media and research anything hashtag Goodwill mm-hmm. to see what resellers are buying things for and selling them for. So so resellers, stop hashtagging Goodwill. You're giving away all the secrets. Yeah. Well, okay, so there's two ways to look about that. I mean, what do you think about that, first of all? It's genius on their part. Yeah. Do you think there's validity to that though? Like, yeah. Is that, okay. So I have two counters to that. Well, number one, there is actually before I go to the counters, there's truth to that. So I don't know if I told you earlier this year, I hashtag Goodwill. Mm. And when I hashtag Goodwill on, a, I think it was an IG story. I don't even think it was a post. Might have been a post. They contacted one of the managers in San Diego that knew me. Hmm. And they basically said, hey, just to let you know, like, people know who you are. And I'm like, oh, no. 
Like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I go, wow, that's interesting. Like, so they are. Like, and it's easy because, right, if you get hashtagged, right, usually. Easy to search. Yeah. Easy to search or, or for a reason. But it was interesting to me because it goes, okay, they're on social media. Like, and I knew that already, but that really valid. So from that point forward, I never, that was the only one time. And the only reason I hashtagged anything was because I was talking about the great employees. I wasn't even mm. talking about what I picked up or what I sourced. I was just like, Goodwill has some of the best employees around. And I meant it. Like, there's some good people out there that work for Goodwill. Awesome people. So what ended up happening is... This flyer was going around last year, and now people are talking about it again. But my counter to that is, do you know that, like, Goodwill in the back, they research everything on eBay? I, I, I'm i not surprised. Like, now, do I think they really research everything? No. But do I think that they are... I always just imagine they've got, like, a poster board up with, like, specific name brands for, like, clothing items and then, like, a poster board or a poster up with like specific things to look for. And then they're probably researching the stuff that looks really unique because otherwise you wouldn't find the great finds that we find for as cheap as we find them. But you can tell like certain Goodwills, like we were at a Salvation Army. Was it a Salvation Army? No, it was another, it was another uh, thrift store today. And all of their name brand jeans were way marked up. Whereas we've been into other stores where like the expensive you know, female jeans of the Miss Me or the the True Religion or things like that are like a couple of dollars, right? So I feel like some know and some don't. No, that's true. I just, I, I'll never forget the first time I came across it. I was at a Goodwill store and I just noticed, like I was able to look inside. They're like, I just mm. peeked inside there between the two doors and I saw them like typing stuff in and it was the eBay page. Mm. And I'm like, wow, they're looking at souls. They're looking it up. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was close enough where I could tell that they were looking at souls. We should get like a. We should talk to some some Goodwill places and see if we can't do like a documentary, like behind the scenes of Goodwill. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Oh, we should do it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it would be. I mean, Goodwill, we're open to it. If you want us to shoot one for you, we will shoot it for you, and we will make sure we are encouraging. Yes. There you go. We keep looking for them to sponsor us. Them and Target. We get them and Target to sponsor us. You know we've made it. We've made it. So anyway, I say that because I think there's validity to that. I think you got to be careful with that. But on the other side, like, it's not like Goodwill isn't doing this because they also have their online bidding site, mm-hmm. their auction site. So this, I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% concerned. Um, I, I think it's just one of those that we, we as resellers were always worried about. Mm-hmm. Like, is the market getting too flooded? Do people know too much? Why is Goodwill upping the prices? Yeah. Do you no. think, I mean, do you think there's a way that this can be combated? I think it's just cycles. Okay. I really do. I feel like we're potentially in a cycle where um, certain thrift stores are, are catching on on certain things. Um, but I think, too, it starts to kill the vibe of thrift stores. I mean, I was at, actually at a Goodwill today and I heard because they were kind of going boutique, you know. Oh, and and the lady, word boutique is terrible. It is terrible. And I remember one of the customers said something to the cashier, which I'm assuming was the manager. And the cashier said, "Well, we're changing our image, and we're not just a thrift store anymore." But and so 
I feel like people are going to miss the 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 places where they could go and get really cheap stuff and maybe you find a treasure maybe you don't but like everything is just cheap nothing is marked up and so if goodwill stops being that place i feel like there's going to be a hole in the market and somewhere else some other company is going to fill that hole 100% agree and i say i see this all the time i'm not sure why goodwill misses the boat on this but i will I'll say, I mean, I've, I've known plenty of people that have worked for Goodwill that, that resellers are some of their biggest buyers, mm-hmm. right? And here's the thing. I went to a store, um, I don't know. I, I want to say what store, but have, I don't know if we've gone to the store. But there's a certain store that they keep trying to sell things for super high prices. So mm-hmm. what's happened in San Diego is some of the stores have kept to those little price tags. Right. And there's like one or two that still does the big price tag with the marker on it. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Right. So this store literally had the same jacket that I put on IG in June for $130 and it's December and it's still $130 and no one's bought it. Right. And then it's like decoration for them. Like, look, we have expensive stuff in our store. We're a nice store. We're a boutique. (laughs) So I know we're being really negative. I'm sorry, but we got to be real. Hey, I mean, that's the thing, too. That might be their business model. Like, that might just mean that that stops being a place well, where yeah. we go. Well, I'm getting to and So this is what I'm getting to. So then I went to their other rack, and they had, like, a fur coat. And I don't know if it was real fur, but they had some other coats. And they were, like, it's, like, 80, 70, 100, 60, 50. I'm like, you know, this isn't, this isn't a store that's set up to help the community. Now, it's set up to help the community in the fact that, Goodwill has great programs, you know, mm. they help people that, you know, aren't able to get, you know, different kinds of jobs. Like they're, they're really, they're an awesome force for good. Mm. But when they're selling in their stores, they're not trying to find those people that couldn't afford clothing in the shopping mall. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's just no way, like who's going to pay 80 bucks for a jacket missing a button. Yeah, no, that's true. But at the same time, I kind of, I feel like that is one aspect of thrift stores is is the helping the community and allowing uh, people to get cheap stuff. But I also don't like that as the only image of a thrift store because then then that's where you get people who look at what we do and say like, how come you go in and buy all the nice stuff so that the people in the community that want to get it for cheap can't get it? You know yeah, what I mean? No, no. But see, the counter to that is, is that resellers are the ones that are buying the nice stuff because the other people wouldn't be able to buy it anyways. Mm. Right? Who's going to go in and drop $40 on a pair of Dr. Martens? Who's going to drop, you know, $50 on a starter jacket or whatever mm-hmm. it is? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yep. like it's the resellers that make that happen. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if truly those stores were mainly about, like, helping people on the lower end of the socioeconomic scale, then all their prices would be way lower. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. But it's not. They're businesses, right? And yes, even if you're a nonprofit, you can still be a business. Oh, they're businesses. Because nonprofits still have CEOs. Nonprofits still have... Yeah, you know how much money they make? Yeah, I know. I know. We're not going to go down that road. We're going to keep it positive. But here's the bottom line. The (laughs) The bottom line is we all, as resellers have to always be doing our research because mm. every thrift store has its weak spots. 
It does. And when you find it, it feels good. And that weak spot might only be a weak spot for a few months, maybe a year, who knows. But it could just be that the current employees don't know how to price pants, but they know how to price shoes. And then a few months later, it's different employees in there. And it, but it's it like switches. Tommy, it's like Tommy Bahama. Tommy Bahama is still like, they're still like $15 at Goodwill. Yeah, they think it's great. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That trend was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like no one's even picking these shirts up anymore. Right. So anyways, I, I, I do want to end on this note though. I love the people I know at Goodwill. Mm. They're great people. They're awesome people. You know, I know a lot of the things that are implemented are coming f- not from them. Mm. So they're awesome people. So, all right. Thank you, Goodwill. Thank you. Sponsor us. All right. Yeah, I want to talk about this, but I don't want to talk about this. This is actually better than the other topic I have on here. You see the other topic? I see a few topics on here. Look, no, look at the th- look that at the one? third one. That one. That one. The next eBay, one. eBay no, the next one. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that. Okay, but well, we're not gonna get there. Okay, I want to talk about algorithms for a little. No, bit. no. I thought we we're doing this one. No, no, no. That's for the end. That's for the end. The end. Everybody's like, "What are they gonna talk about?" Don't fast forward the podcast. <laughs> okay. So, I'm gonna. I gotta say, like, I've never more than now felt that in reselling. The algorithm is such a huge part of reselling. Huge. Like, in the sense that, I'll give you some examples. So I talked about this. I Tell me if I, I can't remember if I did. But I noticed in Q4, if I adjusted prices, mm. like, I would start getting sales again on Amazon. Not just because I, I didn't just adjust them lower. I just adjusted them, and they weren't even the bottom price, but they started selling. So my item, and some people have said it's because that warehouse is closer to where mm. people are trying to buy. But here's the thing with like eBay. Let me give you an example. So I sold my first St. John item. Do you know anything about St. John? No, but I see a lot of St. John Bay, which I don't think is the same. No, no, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not. <laughs> so St. John is St. John. John is really expensive mm. clothing, uh, ladies' clothing. And so... I had the St. John's uh, top and, and skirt in my store, I want to say, for four years. Four years. Just sitting there. I even had, like, a female model. It was a nice picture. Like, everything's good to go. Not a single, not even offer. Mm. Nothing. Three weeks ago, actually a month ago, I picked up two St. John pieces. Really nice. One new with tags. Uh, and I'll talk about it. It's going to be part of my hustle of the week. And I listed them a week ago. And guess what sold today? Your four-year-old St. John? Yeah. For a hundred. Over a hundred dollars. Hmm. Out of nowhere. Could it be coincidence? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has had a certain brand and hasn't sold. And then when you find other items that brand and you list it, either that brand sells or something close to it. Hmm. Which we had this one person who was trying to to buy something from us from like a ridiculously cheap price and they were being super rude. So anyways, I just looked at their what they were selling on eBay just because I was curious because the way they were talking to me. Um, and every single item that they listed said, whatever it was, not Disney, not Warner Brothers, not, and they like had the word not I like on their like on the title on the of title? the item. Yeah. So maybe they had like a Disney thing they were trying to sell. So they posted a bunch of stuff with the word Disney in the title. Not Wait. Disney. 
They said not Disney? Uh-huh. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. It was sense. like a t-shirt of something or like a cartoon plush toy. And it's like something another Scooby-Doo, not Disney. So when people type in Disney, that listing might still come up, even though it's technically not Disney. That's what, if anybody anybody there knows what that's about, please comment below. Because I've never heard of that. Yeah. Seems like a scammy thing to do. It is. All or right. maybe it's not. Maybe that's a really good strategy. Maybe. Don't know. Um, but have you experienced any of that? Like, you start listening and then something of the same brand sells. I've had it happen. Well, it's, it's happened to me with Ellen Edmonds. It's happened to me with starter jackets. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if I've, I mean, I'm definitely at a place now where I'm finding some, some, not only just same brands, but like the exact same things that I've sold before, which that's a good feeling, right? When I go to a garage sale, like I went to a garage sale and I saw a video game, a, a PC video game for, um, a chess is chess master 10th edition. Maybe that should be of my course, problem. something Mike would pick up chess master 10th edition. Well, is the second one I actually owned that and I sold it. And so then I was at a garage sale and I saw it and I was like, oh, I know for sure that sells on eBay. And I sold it. And that's happened with a couple of other items where it's like, oh, I've already sold one or two of these. And that's a good feeling. But no, that's awesome. I love that. But I haven't, I haven't like experienced what you're talking about. Maybe it's just because I don't have as much inventory in my uh, pipeline. Okay. I'm just, it just, ha- I, I've had it happen multiple times. Here's another one. Another topic. This isn't cons- well. Maybe I feel like we're back to conspiracy. No, no, we're here. not. This is theory. So, I don't know if you saw the IG post I posted for us about counter offers and like just letting them sit. Yep. Okay. So there's been other people I've talked about. So I'm not the only one. But the latest strategy, and I started implementing this, and it's worked. It actually, worked again yesterday for me. Is somebody sends you an offer and it's really low. So. Lately, I've been like, I don't got time for this, and I just decline. Mm. But I know that doesn't help you in the algorithm, so I've heard and so I've experienced. So now what I'll do is I'll counteroffer. Mm-hmm. And then most of the time, that person will decline, right? Or if they counteroffer, what I do is nothing. Mm-hmm. I just let the counteroffer sit there. And then what will happen within like a day, somebody will come in and buy it full price. Mm. And this has happened twice. Now, Twice in the last week. It's happened actually last month. It happened to me about, uh, I want to say two or three other times. So either one of two things is happening here. Either one, you've really found a way to, to, to work the algorithm. Or two, it's like when somebody says, like, I was watching the football game and I took a drink of water out of this cup and the team scored no, a wait, touchdown. Wait, wait, no, no, no. And I was, wearing my, I was wearing my white socks with the hole in the toe. And so now every football game, I'm going to wear the white socks with the hole in the toe. And drink out of the cup with the, you know. It could be, but I'm I'm <laughs> telling you, there's other resellers that experience this. Somebody actually commented and said, hey, if you keep the offer there, what it does, it keeps you in the algorithm. Like, it keeps you higher in the listing. So, it's just something I'm going to keep doing. I mean, I've had two solid sales. You know, one was for, I think, like a $80 pair of shoes. Another one was for a, a figure thing, a Department 56 that I sold for like $60. And mm. I got lowballed. And it just it it's interesting. It just it felt nice because there's a different way to approach it. Right. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. So you gonna try it? Yeah. Actually, I already have tried it. Yeah. Did it work? Um, well, I was trying to tell my wife about it, and I think she um, didn't let it sit. I think she declined it. I was like, no, 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 let it sit. Like when they came back for like the third one. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt if it it doesn't go against you if it yeah. just sits. Maybe okay. there's an urgency. Maybe somebody else goes. 
hey, there's somebody, you know, else watching it, or maybe they're able to see if there's an offer. I don't know. I don't know. I buy I buy a lot of stuff on eBay now, and I can never tell whether somebody's got an offer on an item. Hmm. Okay. So it's got if it is a thing, it's got to be a, an algorithm back end thing for sure. If there was, wouldn't that be awesome if eBay did something like that? Like as soon as somebody sends an offer, there's a counter offer. Like it sends an email out to everybody else saying, or it shows on the item like current offer pending or something like that. Yeah, and somebody can come in and offer like a few more dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, send offers. Are you using it? I haven't used it. Oh, the the hack? No. Like, well, I'm still like, eBay, if you're listening to us, we just want to know what happened to send the offers and full payment. Mm. Remember we talked about that? I do. Right? You, those of you listening, you know what we're talking about. I just wonder what happened to that. We went through a whole Q4 and it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Unless you hacked it. And I did try the hacking and I made a couple of sales, but I don't know if it was because of that. No. Maybe it was that. Hole in sock. Hole in the scenario. sock thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was. All right. So this next one I, I don't want to talk about. And again, we don't want to alarm anyone. And we're not market people. We're not stock people. But we're not economists. We are not at all. Zero. And but all that being said, 100% guaranteed we're going into a recession. You think so? Oh, yeah. No. Okay. See, I'm not going to go down that road. Maybe we have another year. I'm not saying maybe we have another five years. Maybe, but if you think about the 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 expansion and recession like trend the cycles, right? We are on the longest expansion in our country's history, and I think a lot of it is inflated numbers. That like a lot of things were happening with the the Federal Reserve to like keep interest rates at certain points, and they were doing things to like fix a bad economy to like boost it and keep it going. So now there's no wiggle room when when a recession hits, and it's gonna hit, man. I don't know. I mean, I know exactly it's, all it, the stuff you're happens. talking about. I just I don't want to I don't want to make this like an econ- economics 101 podcast. But this is what I will say: How are we gonna adapt as resellers? I know this may be a whole other episode, but that is another episode. That is another episode. But it had me thinking, right? I actually, you know, I started researching. I got onto Reddit. I started listening to other podcasts. Like, because, you know, now as a full time reseller, yeah, like this is a big deal to me. Well, I mean, nobody's job is secure. Yeah, but I think some are more. Like in 08, when that recession hit, I didn't even know. Hmm. Like I, you know, I, I mean, I knew, but. I didn't feel it. Maybe I was too poor to recognize. Maybe. Or maybe you just were in that lucky position because it, it affected a lot of people, right? Like No, no. That I know. I, I have plenty of friends that lost their jobs. Their companies went under. I totally get that. But for me, like, I think I got a raise that year. Mm. You know what I mean? And my, and my actually, my income level is even better that year mm. and then the year after. So... I didn't feel it as much. And I think education in certain aspects is insulated from all of that. Mm. Yep. Can be. Any kind of government job. Yeah. But here, here's the here's the other thing I'm thinking about, like, and I, I hate saying this, and maybe I'm just I'm gonna lose people when I say this. Is an Amazon FBA model sustainable in a recession? When you say Amazon FBA model. What are you talking about? I'm talking about like selling things for more on Amazon than people can pay for them at a Walmart or at a Target. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. A lot of the money I make on FBA 
It's because people just aren't willing to go look for the deal, mm. right? They just go on Amazon. It's Prime. It's easy. They get it. You know, so technically we're providing a service, right? We find that item. We ship it to the warehouse. I mean, maybe. I feel like, I feel like part of it is a cultural shift. Um, but it's a cultural shift of a good of a good economy. That's true, but I don't think I think it's one of those things that that people will move backwards to an extent. In happy order New Year, to be by more, the way. Yeah, Happy New Year. Okay. Um, doomsday. Um, I think people will be. I think people are going to be frugal and 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 more intelligent with how they're 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 saving and 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 I think during recessions people save more, they spend less, um, which which can help turn the economy around in the long term. Uh, but so yeah, so people will be wiser with their money. But I think there's certain things like getting groceries online, right? Like I don't know if, how many of our listeners live in a place where like that's possible because mm-hmm. not everywhere is. Even in San Diego, there's pockets where they do it and pockets where they don't. But once you start on that 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 bandwagon, as it were, of getting your groceries delivered, it's really hard to get off of it. One right now, it's actually saving us money. But even if we had to pay an extra, you know, $20 a month, even if money was tight, the not having to put your kid in the car seat, drive somewhere, they don't have what you're looking for, so you got to drive to two or three stores to get it. I see what you're saying. Like, I think there's enough of a convenience that people will give up, what, cable before they give up, like, stuff. Cable? Do people even have cable? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I still have cable. I remember that. I I worked, back when the first recession hit, I worked for DirecTV, and people used to say all the time, it doesn't matter if the economy crashes because people are still going to keep their TV. It was like two years later that it was like, direct TV, who uses no, who I guess, And anymore? I didn't have cable until two years ago and things were better for me financially. And it's just because I wanted to use the DVR. But that's a whole other conversation. But this is what, what I was thinking about was, should I be focusing more on eBay? eBay? I think so. The reason I say this is because the secondary market, mm. right? And if a recession hits... People aren't going to want to go to the major retailers. They're going to maybe look for used clothing. Yeah, frugal, the frugal living. Right, and it's interesting. We've talked about Scavenger Life. I, you know, I love their podcast, and they started in '08 mm, during right? a recession. During a recession, or some sometime around there. Those of you that listen to them also, uh, that's when the and that gave me hope, mm. like in the sense that okay, if you can make it, if you ride the recession in the secondary market. Like, you'll be okay. So, but it's a different thing, right? You usually hear when the economy goes down, the first people to starve are like artists and mm. musicians and so on, right? Because they're like the luxury things. Yep. Right? But, you know, if you're selling boots, if you're selling, you know, certain workwear, you're certain mm. things that people need, maybe it's a... I've also heard the other side that, like, the recession is actually better for resellers. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, especially on, like you said, the secondary market of eBay, used items. I mean, people, if people are really tightening their 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 budget and they're really paying attention to what where their money is going, and it's, I could buy one pair of jeans new at a store right now, or I can buy three pairs of jeans and a pair of shoes and still have money in my pocket, right? Like, And then on top of that, take that, all the people offloading items. Because they can't afford that life anymore. And and here, that's the thing too. I mean, part. I mean, garage sales. I bet will pick up. Like people selling their own. That, that's stuff. what. I, that's what I've been reading. I, I can't hundred percent confirm because again, I wasn't in reselling in 08. But yeah. from what I've been researching, that's some of the things I've been seeing. And I'm gonna say this. Um, like we said, we're not 
professionals. No, this not is at not all. economics we're 101. Just, we're just trying to figure things out here. But I, I timing-wise is everything. And and some of the listeners out there may be in a place financially right now where they've built their little empire and they're starting to get a lot of money or they're in a place where they've got a big nest egg. Um, recessions, it's a natural part of, of the cycles of economies. It's always up and down, up and down. It's not a bad thing. And in fact, the the largest percentage of wealth changes hands during a recession. That is true. So more people are brought up from lower middle class up to upper class if they if they have the money available when markets crash. Correct. If you've got as, buying as a history power, guy, I can validate that. Yeah. So if you've got buying power, if you've got capital now, and the economy starts going bad, don't freak. Don't start selling your stuff. Don't sell all your stocks. Don't like. That's well, I'm not the going time. There. We can't give that yeah, advice. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like that's what Mike. Life, that's what Mike would do. In in life, like when a recession hits, don't freak out and just give up. That's the time to go harder because that's when money changes hands. That's when wealthy people give all their money away on accident because they don't know what they're doing. And you but get to become wealthy, wealthy. They knew. They know what they're doing. Not necessarily. If you made a bunch of money during an expansion because it was easy and you were in the right place at the right time. Could be. I mean, I will. I will say, like, I'll never forget. There was at that time I was living in a condo, and I remember a friend of mine bought a condo, that same condo, at the height of the market in 06 for about like three fifteen. And this is in San Diego, mm-hmm. by the way. Okay, which is ridiculous expensive. In the recession, same condo, one fifteen. Yep. Oh yeah. If you've got, if you can, look. I know you said that I can't give this advice. But bye, 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 wham, when markets crash. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Go there. As Pure if Hustle can, Podcast. If you can buy real estate, buy real these estate. Are, these are the thoughts of what Mike will be doing on his own. We do not recommend anything for anyone. Yeah, this is, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is not non-legal binding. Do we have to say that? Is that a thing? I, I, you just got to be careful. Oh, man. You never know. I guess so. So I, Here's my thing. There's plenty of resellers that really did well during the last recession. And so if we do go into recession, there's still avenues to get through that recession. And there's, like Mike said, there's avenues for you to end up even better after the recession. Because think about all, if you have capital stored, right, and people are trying to offload stuff, think about how much cheaper you'll be able to buy those items and flip them for later on yeah, your buying right power grows exponentially oh 100 percent. so you know I, it is why i said it's not an alarming thing it's just something to be aware about and i'm saying as an amazon fba seller i think i'm going to be a little more careful yeah i think i think you might need to move more towards posh well as... wait, wait 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 okay we went from being careful about fba to focusing on ebay now you're throwing me to posh but yeah I don't think we have time in this episode to talk about why. Maybe our next episode. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, hey, just something to be aware about. Don't, you know, we're not trying to be alarmist. We're not trying to offer stock market or investment advice. We're just saying be wise with the capital that you have now. Buy low, sell high. Well, yeah, in everything. That's that. that that's that, a universal rule. That's yeah, good. That's, that's, that's good. what I was saying with stock market. Okay, all right. All that's right. advice. We can I just want us to be careful. That's all. <laughs> You just never know. You never know. All right. I think that covered most of our topics. I think we ended on a good note, right? We talked about recession in a positive way. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hoping it doesn't. Make lots of money. I'm hoping that it's just, you know, 
it's going to keep just growing. The economy is going to keep. No, I want like I want like another good two years. I, I want some more capital. I feel like I feel like we're robbing Peter to pay Paul though. I feel like yeah, but I want to be a real real estate guy too. Like so, let's give it two more years. Give me enough capital. You want the capital? I know. I so feel like I'm at the wrong end of this. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's ever a time to buy properties, it's a reason. Are you are you are you offering advice right now? No, this is not legally binding. I'm All not, right. But I will say. Friends that I know now that did real well during that recession, it's kind of like one of those things, and we'll end after this. I had a friend that I talked to a few weeks ago. He owns a construction business. And I go, oh, man, I'm worried about you. Are you going to be all right during the recession? He goes, yeah. Like, <laughs> you just got to find ways to make money during, even in construction, right? Because I know some friends that lost their businesses, but, they, you know, other people find different ways to make money, and it's still doable. Yep. So it's definitely possible. All right. Yeah. If you're a pure hustler, you're going to make it. There you go. And Pure Hustle Podcast will be here for you. That's right. And speaking of hustling, I think we got some hustles of the week. We do. We do. And again, I say this. I always apologize. We get a lot of hustles of the week. Mike and I just end up deciding on three. Uh, You know, it's not about how much money. It's not about, you know, whether you DM'd us or you shot us an email or you called us. It's all about, we just kind of want to have a good, uh, I got to get back to the mic. We got to have a good kind of spread, uh, you know, just to show different things for Hustle of the Week. And so, yeah, I think that's the best problem to have is for us to have so many Hustles of the Weeks being sent in that we couldn't even possibly get close to doing all of them. That means you guys are out there hustling and making a lot of money. Oh, that is awesome. And by the way, make sure you hashtag Hustle of the Week if you post it on IG. Because Mike and I now are making sure that we go to that hashtag and, and see if there's anything there. Yeah. Put the hustle of the week and hashtag pure hustle podcast. Yeah, it tag just makes us. it easier. We love it. And people are doing it. So it's great. Yeah. All right. You want to go to the first? Cool. All right. Okay. So um, it's Haley, right? Haley Ann. Yes, it is. It, this is like the worst thing. I'm a teacher and I read names all the time, especially at like the beginning of the school oh, yeah, year. Yeah. And I, I can almost never pronounce names. And and sometimes it's because the names are like a little strange, you know, like just not familiar to me. And are you like a Michael Scott in the classroom? <laughs> is that what that what happens? I think there are kids that I still don't know how to pronounce their name, and so I just like just don't go on them. <laughs> just point at them. Hey, uh, you can read next. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's pretty bad. I'm just kidding. I know all their names. All right. Um. So Haley Ann, uh, Instagram handle is at Miss Haley Ann. It's at Miss underscore Haley Ann. Yeah, she was one of the first listeners that got the send offers nice. a while back. Oh. Yeah, she actually Good has job. it. It's not a hack. She, like, has it. Why? Whoa. I know. Congratulations. You got the inside scoop. Yeah. Congratulations, Haley Ann. Um, so this one's a trip. So she came across a discontinued BD product at a garage sale. For 25 cents. 25 cents. 20, but it makes sense that it was only 25 cents because it was expired back in 2009. I know. That's like almost 10 years. This is old. It it's is expired. Old. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable buying something expired. I would just look at it and probably pass. Not because I wouldn't even look up whether it's, I'd just be like, oh, it's expired and pass it. Haley Ann, smart enough, looks it up, sells it. Guess how much? First, let's talk about what it is. Okay, well, it's a lash and brow tint by Rue. Something like that. Roe. Rue. Something like that. R O U X. It's like a French name. 
Rue. Ro. Yeah. So some kind of makeup thing. Expired makeup. Yeah. 2009. 25 cents. $150. That's just wild. That's crazy. That's 150. like... $150. Think about the ROI on that. 25 cents to 150. That that that's six hundred dollars to a dollar. Just wild. No, it's awesome. I mean, this is why I love garage sales. Like you will never find no. something on Amazon. Well, you might. I've sold I've bought things for a dollar and sold them for a hundred on Amazon before. But hey, and a that's quarter? That's that, amazing. That's tough. And also I think that goes to show um certain things that are expired are still worth looking at, right? So Yeah, just be um, careful because two reasons. eBay may pull your listing because, you know, they for a reason they have it set up or they, they'll pull it if it's expired or it's a health and beauty mm. product. Um, and the other one is, you know, what were you going to say? Were you going to say something? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is getting awkward right now. Yeah, make sure it's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so you've got an expired expired item. It's fine. I, I watch a show uh, on YouTube almost every day called Good Mythical Morning. I mentioned it to you before. I don't know if you've ever watched it. No. They occasionally do eBay episodes. Which Good are great. Mythical Morning. Good Mythical Morning. Okay. I'm sure many of our listeners uh, uh, watch Good Mythical Morning. Anyways, they do an eBay episode occasionally. And it's not even really an eBay episode. It's just they buy and taste random foods from different decades or different like expired. Should we bring it back or not? And they get like cereals that are like 15 years old, candy bars, sodas that are like 25 years old, and they're buying them on eBay. And they say the price they bought it on eBay for, and they open it up and they eat it and they talk about what it tastes like. So clearly there is a market for expired food and other random things on eBay. Yeah. I would just say be careful because you never know. You get that one person that's really upset about it. And then, you know, but that is an awesome, awesome week. Haley Ann, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And, and just been, thank you for being a follower from the beginning. Like, just appreciate all your support. Yeah. So, nice find. All right, Mike. I probably should have had you read this one, but I'll read this one. This is a good one. Is it? I wish sure. it was. Okay. So Dominic, his IG handle is prime underscore time underscore. Or wait, before we do that, at Miss Haley Ann, it's at Miss underscore Haley, H-L-E-Y-A-N-N. IG. Okay, back to this hustle. Dominic, IG handle. Prime underscore time underscore treasure. And he actually has an, a YouTube channel. Uh, I think he's like a, I want to say neuropsychologist, but I could be wrong. On his, on his IG, it says he's a brain doctor. And wow. he has some awesome posts and some awesome videos. He talks about the psychology of buying, the psychology of selling. He has some great tips on shipping. I mean, you should check him out. Yeah, I would we should have him on the show. Yeah, I think I think in the near future we may. We may be going down the road of doing some interviews, so we'll see where we go with that. But Primetime Treasure, he has some good stuff out there. So if you've never heard of him, check out his IG. Check out his YouTube. Subscribe. It's good stuff. Okay. You're going to go. I wish this was me because I know Mike, so you know where I'm going with this. He picked up a major set of scores from... Got junk. You know the got junk dealers? You know what those are? Uh-uh. Like you call this number if you have a bunch of stuff you want to offload from your house. Mm. You call and then it says got junk on the side of the truck and they oh, show okay. up and they yep. like yep. take it all out. Okay. So they're clearing out estate sales. Well, he had put an ad. Okay. Dominic from Primetime Treasure put an ad on Facebook that he was looking for partial estate. Fine. So things that people were trying to offload mm. or whatever. So they contacted him. 
And this got junk individual was storing all of the extras in a trailer, but it was getting too full. Mm. It was really filled up. So Dominic goes on over. He's in the trailer. And he notices a bin that says magic cards. Oh, man. Like Magic the Gathering cards? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Mike's already salivating. All right. So he gets his bin and he asks the guy, you know, how much? And here's the thing. He already noticed there's a bunch of sealed boxes in there. Mm. It's even I'm saying, are you, are you like, oh, man. Like this I'd is... love to get my hands on some, uh, some sealed magic boxes. Okay. So Especially if they're old. Well, I think some of them were. So he goes, and the guy goes, I'll sell it to you for 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Right away, he makes his money back within hours by selling one of the sets for $200. So he picks up multiple sets. Okay? This is, this is the hustle of the week. Just like the other one. Yeah. These are some crazy hustles of the week. I wish I had some of these hustles of the week lately. So he had his biggest sale of the year. Just, I think, yesterday or two days ago. He sold the latest one. It was Magic the Gathering Mirage Box with eight factory sealed starter decks plus 289 more cards for $724. Holy cow. That's amazing. That is a hustle of the week. Good job. So, I mean, is that like, I mean, is that normal? Like if they're sealed? Yeah. I mean, a lot of that's going to depend on, um, what set they're from. That's one of the weird things. Like a, like a lot of case, okay, so like we talked about uh, hustle of the week a few weeks ago, the person with the, uh, the Pokemon cards, right? Okay. Um, first edition <clears throat> Pokemon, second edition Pokemon cards, Pokemon's big again right now. So those are worth money. Um, one of the interesting things about magic, the gathering is the way they roll out sets. Sets are only legal in tournament play for a certain amount of time, but there's also a type of play that people are into um, one's called modern, one's called legacy, where you can play with cards all the way back from when it first started, right? And almost all of the really, really powerful, like broken, stupid, powerful cards come from like when the game first came out. So, what decade are we talking about? Late nineties, okay, two thousands, early two thousands. Yeah, if you can get your hands on some sealed cards, because you don't know what's in there, right? So it could have one of those cards you're looking for that to buy just the card, you're going to spend $400, $500 for the card, but it might have been a relatively common card in the boxes from, you know, really? 96 or 98. Like a bolo yeah. right now. Yeah. Keep an eye out on I mean, if you're finding sealed stuff, you're probably looking it up anyways, but. No, I know. Yeah. Wow. Well, hey, Dominic, awesome find. Thanks for sharing with us. I mean, what a find. So, again, that's Dominic. At Prime underscore time underscore treasure on IG. And he has his YouTube channel, Primetime Treasure. Go check it out. Good stuff. Love it. All right. Um, cool. So I've got one here. Um, so Thomas, whose Instagram handle is at thrifty couple for you. And he actually emailed us. Nice. Isn't that awesome? Thanks Thank for the you, email. The, and I know some of you have emailed us. We haven't gotten back to you. We're working on it. Just we took a little break, so we're getting back to the emails. Hey, it was, you know, Christmas time. And, I know. You know. I just feel bad. <laughs> I mean, it beats, you know, when I was an administrator, I would get like several hundred a day. And I got callous to ignoring them. Mm. But now. That, oh, is that you why know, you never answered my emails when I had an issue? And I'm I, just kidding. I just thought well, we could just handle things. No, I did. 
at least within 24 hours. Yeah. But, you know, I feel bad when we have our listeners email us and we can't get back to them. So we're working on it. Okay. Cool. So, uh, thrifty couple for you. Um, so was out and about looking for stuff and found a, uh, a new but open box uh, that said Caller ID Globe. Okay. So he's looking them up to kind of see. I mean, you know it's, what it's, it is? It's a Caller ID. Yeah. Caller ID. Okay. Cool. Um, so he's looking it up and it's, it's got the packaging. Like it's open, it's not sealed, but it's got all the original packaging in it. And when you have an item like that, you know, it's good. And so he's like, hey, it's packaged, it looks nice. So he spends a little bit more time researching it and everything's in there. It's got all of the packaging and he's seen that comps are going for like 35 to $99. Like, hey, pretty good. Yeah. It's got all of the stuff. And so he picks it up for $4.99. Just under five dollars. If you're getting thirty-five to ninety-nine dollars off it, that's a good deal. That is a really good deal. That's some good ROI. That's still yeah, that's great ROI, that's but great it doesn't ROI. end there. It does not end there. So he puts it up for kind of like we've talked in the past. Like <clears throat> if there's not comps, and there were comps, but not all with a box and packaging like his had. So he went high and just to see how people would react to it, he ends up selling it for a hundred and sixty dollars plus Same. shipping. In, in 12 hours. In 12 hours. 12 hours. But you know what? I see that stuff all the time. Like, I'll never forget, a couple of days ago, I was at Target uh, doing some RA, and I saw an older gentleman, like, picking up, like, color ID, and I'm like, I didn't know that people still bought this stuff. But they do. It's vintage. It's vintage. And it's <laughs> if it's what you know, yeah. like, why not? You know? Wow, 12 hours. For I, I've actually, I have sold... On Amazon, I've sold some for $50 to $80. Really? Yeah. Pretty wild. So my bolo for this week is going to be caller IDs. <laughs> there you go. You got them easy. <laughs> so, and here's the thing what I like is that even though comps were much lower, he figured that with the original packaging, he could get a lot more. And he did. Like you just said, he aimed high, and he got that offer, and he sold it for yeah. good money. And and sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's it's like having the packaging, having something unique that others don't have. And we've also talked about just the concept of, Having a higher price could drive people to your item just because in their mind they're thinking higher price, better item. Mm -hmm. Value perspective. It's a big deal. So, all right. Thank you guys for your hustle of the week. Uh, you know, Miss Haley Ann, Primetime Treasure, and Thrifty Couple for You, Thomas. Just awesome hustle week. And by the way, always hashtag hustle of the week, you know, on Twitter or on Instagram. You can always call us 619 738 1170. Email us, podcast at gmail.com. Maybe even in the comments. Uh, we've had people, we, we do have a hustle of the week that's in our comments. It just wasn't one of the ones that made it to this podcast. But we really appreciate you dropping that knowledge out there for all of us. So thank you so much. All right. So. What about you? What was your hustle of the week? Since since it wasn't your crazy Comic-Con um, exclusive. Comic-Con exclusive. <laughs> well, this was a hustle of the week because it really stretched like, my, I guess, my comfort level on what I buy. Mm. So, you know, I went to the thrift store and I went to, you know, the one with the, the winky face. <laughs> and they had these really expensive items there. So, like, they had, like, Tory Burch. They had St. John. Miss mm. Sook, I think, was another brand or something. Never touched these brands before. Never even thought about these brands. and. The only time I would ever pick up any of these brands were because, you know, I got them at a garage sale and they're super cheap. 
But then I go, you know what? I'm going to research it. Because you know, normally I would just look these. I'm like, you know, because you know how that winky face store is at mm. times. It's like $100 here, yeah. 150 here. But I actually took the time to do the research. And one of the jackets uh, <clears throat> was $99.99. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm not going to pay that. I researched it. Okay. And what made me research was the tag on it. The retail on the jacket was $695. Ooh. So I'm like, hmm, should I pay up for this? I go and I do the research and I find that the same item is still selling on eBay new for four to $500. Wow. And then I find out that it's 50% off that day. What? That, yeah. Wait a minute. The this, Winky Sword Face around here doesn't do 50%. No, some off. do. Really? Yeah, they do on Boutique. They've done it on Boutique before, yeah. Huh. So it's weird. Like, it's not, it's, there's no like cycle to it. No, because I've asked one time and they were like, no, and, and, and the Goodwills in LA do it, but we don't do it here. They even have dollar, do you know they have dollar days in LA? That's crazy. Right. I just saw somebody on IG the other day have like eight pairs of really nice jeans, the ones we've talked about, like Miss Me and mm. all those. Dollar day. Hmm. Imagine what we do with that. No, the Salvation Army's here sometimes do $2 days. For clothes, um, but you know. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like Salvation it's, it's top end, man. like Walmart brand at times. Yeah, but you can get a couple good gyms in there occasionally. No, you could, you could. But going back to going back to the hustle, <laughs> so I see that one. Then I find an, another St. John. I'm like, hmm, I wonder this is going for. Sure enough, this one's they're selling for fifty, but it's going for about two hundred so dollars hmm. on eBay. Nice. Then there's these pants. Uh, and I think it was 50 and, and it was 50%. So I got them for like, I don't know, 25, 30. I can't remember exactly. And those were going for about $150. So it's a hustle of the week for me because it's one of those things I always talk about, but sometimes you don't do what you tell mm. people like or suggest to people. And it paid off doing that. Now I haven't, I just listed a few of those items. So we'll see how. That's why that one St. John hey, sold. If nothing else, it got you that sale. So maybe four years from now, when I find more St. John and I list it, maybe these will sell. It's an unending cycle. There you go. You never know. But I want to encourage you all, like, do that research. You know, even if stuff is expensive, you never know. Like, there may be a sale on it you don't know about. Maybe, uh, you know, it's been sitting there for a while, and and I'm, I can't say this happens around here, but. A manager may be willing to work with you. Like you got just got to think about those things. Mm. So you know, I'm gonna make several hundred dollars off those items once they sell. I mean, all I need to do is sell one, and I'm already gonna be able to profit. Yep, that'll be awesome. So that was my hustle of the week. Nice. So St. John. I mean, most people know about it, but you know, it's not like one of those things that most people pick up. Yep. So all right, that's my hustle. How about you? Good stuff. Um. Well, <clears throat> I I gotta give this one. To my wife, we went to some thrift stores today, and uh, we took our son. And so she's like walking around with him, and and I'm got a, some stuff. And she found like this whole section that had a bunch of like board games and like some good stuff that I would normally like pick up, but like I just hadn't got there yet. And so she's like, "Come over here quick!" So like I'm like loading stuff up into a cart, and so now I've got like a basket. It isn't even like a push cart. We're trying to hold our son. And so we're walking into this corner and I just see like a bunch of knickknacks and books. And I'm like, well, there's really nothing over here in this corner. So I'm like, let's just go. Like it's 
crowded over here. And she's like, no, let's look. And I'm like, I don't want to. So she grabbed my son and Mike just wasn't disciplined. I wasn't, I didn't have discipline in that, that time. And I, I wanted to look at some other stuff. Anyway, she comes to me carrying this like mirror, like decorated thing. And she's like, I got something. And I'm like, what is this? Right. She shows me comps for the exact same one. This thing was going for like 120 bucks on eBay. Wow. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. I don't even know. I can't remember exactly what the brand is on it. But like she saw it, looked cool. She picked it up. And that was the item that didn't have a price on it. And the Goodwill gave it to us for three dollars. What so, was it? It's like a mirror thing that was like a decorative. It's not like a mirror mirror. I don't know. It's like a it's like a picture with a mirror. I don't know. I'll have to show it to you. I think that's the least descriptive hustle of the week. Look, this isn't a bolo. It's just, here's what makes it a hustle. (laughs) I was willing to walk away and not look at the stuff. And she's like, no, I'm walking over there and I'm looking. And she found the best find of the day. It's interesting though, right? When when you're in a store and you're just like, I don't want to. And then you look and then sure enough. It's there. Or, I mean, it just makes you think every time you walk to a corner of a store, you give it a cursory glance and go, ah, there's nothing there worth looking at. How many times are you walking away from the hustle of the week? Oh, that's a terrible feeling too, though. Ugh. You know, I, I've done that. And you got to be careful because I've done it where I'll keep searching and searching and searching. And sometimes there isn't. Yep. yep. But a lot of times there is. Sometimes there is. And speaking of which, you said I wasn't disciplined. Um, and you know what oh, they say about discipline. This. What did right? they say? Uh, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Oh, nice. That's quote your, of the week. That's your quote of the week. Yeah. That's a good quote of the week. Thank you. It's always good. No, I agree. I mean, you got it. You got to be disciplined. You know, I, I don't like the word, but it's true. You don't like the word? Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I, you know me. I'm kind of like this. No one tells me what to do. <laughs> I live by my own rules kind of guy. Yeah, but you got self-discipline's a good thing. Though. No, I agree. I, well, I can't. I know that. Like, and there, 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 my life has been up and down, you know? Hmm. When I was in a decent shape at one time, <laughs> it was because of discipline. Mm. When I finished my master's thesis, it was because of discipline. You know, when that, you know, I can go on and on. So, yes, discipline is huge if you want to accomplish goals, 100%. Yeah. It's that bridge. It is that bridge. Nice quote. Thank you. All right. Bolo. Bolo. You go first. You, you gave, I gave my hustle. I want to hear your bolo. Um, I, I want to think- hear your very descriptive bolo. <laughs> This this one, I think I've kind of already talked about, you know, we just did that Bolo compilation and I don't even remember if this was on there because I know I've talked about it in an episode before, um, but puzzles, man. I'm telling you, sealed puzzles. Don't do the wrap or the open puzzles unless you really know for sure. No, don't do them. But a unless sealed... it's like some high end one that you've never seen. Okay. So, and I know that you're at a place where you're getting like $40 profit off each item. But I can't tell you how many thrift stores I walk into with sealed puzzles that sell for on eBay consistently for like twenty to twenty four dollars. Really? And I'm picking them up for like two to three dollars. And are they? They're not like major brands either. I don't know puzzle brands. I just scan them. I use the eBay app. Scan I find it. I find that like puzzles with cats on them sell. I don't. I, and that's not a bolo, by the way. But I've just noticed that cat puzzles. I'm I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the time. Maybe it's because it's close to Christmas time because m- my wife and I actually just did a puzzle. It was cool. We did one of those 3D, um, like a Harry Potter puzzle. Nice. We spent Christmas break doing that. It was a lot that of fun. Is that like the Costco one? 
No, I don't know. They might have them at Costco. I got this one at Barnes and Noble. Okay, okay. But, but anyways, I think I think when people are on break, like Christmas break is a time when people kind of sit down and do some puzzles. I don't know. So maybe it's just the timing of the year. But I've sold a lot of puzzles, and so no. I just think it's one of those things that people kind of pass on. So maybe don't. There's no, no. There's money on puzzles. No, don't get me wrong. Like on Amazon, I've sold a ton of puzzles. Now the puzzle market isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like I remember. I remember last Q4, I bought a puzzle for, I want to say $5 at the thrift store, and I flipped it for like 80 bucks on Amazon in Q4. Nice. And it was one that no one else had, so I created my own Amazon listing, mm. and it sold. But what I will say about Amazon, about about puzzles, is that you just, you got to do the research on mm. it, though, because just picking up any puzzles, you no. might end up having a bunch of puzzles. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some puzzles right now that I've had for a long mm. time. Hey. Crack them open, man. Get to <laughs> get to solving the puzzle. I gotta be still entertainment. <laughs> I don't know. All right, my bolo. Now mine's a little generic, but let's hear this very descriptive bolo. No, no, no. Mock shoes. Do you know what mock mock looks like? The mock look on the boot. Mm-mm. Okay, so mock is like a slip on. Okay. Right. So you've seen Merrells that are just slip ons. Yeah. Okay. Or you've seen L beans that are slip ons uh-huh. or Solomon shoes. Okay, so those brands, if you find them in mock and you you find them for less than $10, my experience has been, I even if they're in, like, bad shape, I mean, if the sole's good, but, like, there's cosmetic wear, I can still sell those for at the least 30 hmm. at the most for, like, 60 to 70 Wow. And even if they're, like, if there's it's dirty and it's not clean, like, especially now as we hit winter, like, people like those mock shoes. Huh. So just something to think about. And there was this phase where I kept finding um, mocks constantly, Merrill mocks over and over again. And I remember I kept wanting to see how much I could get away with. Like, mm. how about this one? This looks really bad, but the sole's okay. Sold. Hmm. Sold. 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 I think I've sold every single pair of mock shoes I've ever purchased. It's crazy. It's like the Doc Martens that I sold that were so trashed and beat up. I thought, no way. I only bought them because I wanted to say I bought a pair of Doc Martens finally. Yeah. I bought them for like three dollars, and they still sold for like thirty, and they were trashed. Like sold with that too. Yeah, the whole thing like it was coming apart. Yeah, Doc Martens is one of those like people like the beat up look on Docs. I thought for sure someone was going to use it as like a Halloween costume. <laughs> maybe, maybe they did, maybe. but you know I've sold like Docs for like over a hundred dollars that were just messed up, but people like that look. It's crazy. So that's an, our double bolo today. Boom, mock boots. Doc Martens. Trash Doc Martens. And cat puzzles. And cat puzzles. And random mirror decorative things. Yeah, that that one, I don't know if it... I can't even picture what you're talking about. I mean, that could go multiple directions. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's a good find. All right. By the way, what are your source for bolos? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you want the non-descriptive one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways, okay. Hey, by the way, if you haven't had chance yet... Do you know that we have compiled episodes one through seven, all the bolos into episode one, 28? One through seven, one through 27. Oh, did they say one through seven? I think you said one through seven. One through 27. Mm. Okay. And so if you're new and you're just brand new to reselling some things that you're trying to figure out, you can go back to the episode and check it out. Yeah. Where's your time? So, all right. What are you looking forward to now? Ah, uh, man, I am so looking forward to this new year. Okay, you've already said. Okay, what are you looking forward to in this new year? 
man, I don't, it's just is it, man. I feel like, I feel like last year was like kind of figuring it all out, kind of getting my feet wet with the eBay, doing this thing. I feel like this is going to be my first year from January 1st to the end of the year of just a hundred percent seeing what reselling is going to be like for me, what every phase of it is. I'm going to have things to compare it with. You see if I'm growing or not. I don't know. Like I'm just, I'm excited for the whole year. Okay. So what are some tangible things that we can reflect on in our next update episode? Um, let's see. Next update episode. Uh, Building inventory, organizing inventory, sending in an FBA box. No. I don't know. Okay. All right. We'll get back. Everything. Every, okay. So... What well, are you Mike, looking forward to? Well, Mike Ponders, <laughs> I'm looking forward to building up my eBay store. I want, by the next time we have an update, I want to have two more 200 more items listed. Whoa. Which I think is totally doable. Do you have the 200 items on hand? You just need to get them. So, yeah. So, I have, I had about 200 already, like, ready to go, I guess, in the hopper or whatever, mm. on my ink frog. In the hopper. In the I hopper. Like Ready to go. And I just, so I've already been posting a lot of those, making them go live. Um, I also have a bunch of inventory that I haven't listed yet. That's just like sitting mm. that I haven't, you know, I haven't dropped off to my helper. So I want to build my eBay. store. I want to get to the place where I feel like really, and you know, I have a good number. I have over a thousand items in my eBay store, but I would love to get to like 2000, mm. right? Because you know, full-time is doable for me because I have both eBay and Amazon. Mm. So they kind of complement each other. And, you know, I it, it's pretty much like I'm still able to take care of the bills and I'm still able to have capital to purchase more. But, you know, I just want to be ready in case anything happens. Mm. Right? And if Amazon FBA, like, if, I, if it becomes a struggle, I want to be able to lean on eBay. You know what I'm saying? I do. Like, because... What I recognized this past Q4 was that, you know, what really got me going was eBay, mm. right? And what I recognized was I was looking at, like, my PayPal numbers. Like, you know, it got really high at one point, then it dropped, then it got high. And, and what really made it take off were eBay sales. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the Amazon I was getting, I was just reinvesting, 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 reinvesting. So... You know, what I would need to do is actually hire a bookkeeper to break down those numbers. You get what I'm saying? Right. So that's another part. So that's another part. I'm going to give another update one is I got a ton of accounting to do. Oof. I'm meeting with my tax preparer in a little bit. She's not going to be happy with me. No? No. I mean, I kept all my receipts, got my mileage down, but it's it's just, I I don't know. I mean, I got to tell you, like, Taxes is a just scare me. Mm. I'm scared. I'm a little scared this year. Well, it, you don't have to be scared in the sense that, like, you know, as long as you did book, good bookkeeping and so on, like, it's not like the government's out there to like ruin you if you make more money. But the other part of it is you got to make sure you have all your deductions in place. And we're not giving tax advice. We're just saying make sure you have your accounting together. It's good life advice. Yeah, but that that's the other part, like. You know, I just met with my tax preparer back in October when I filed in October. So it hasn't been too long ago. So 
some of the trauma of that is still with me. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't use words like trauma. But anyways, you know, I'm looking forward to it because I'm also a big fan of having real raw numbers mm. and being able to know what I need to aim for. Because let's say I do owe. Well, I got from January until the end of March to, you know, make that money to be able to be all good by the time taxes are due. So there you have it. Just being real. Ugh. So. Taxes. I, did you finalize your tangible looking forward to? Yeah, I'm really excited for uh, the year, 2019. Oh, my goodness. See, talk about discipline, and then I can't hold I mean, them accountable. There's a, there's, okay, so you want, like, a specific, tangible thing. Um, what am I excited about this week? Um, we have a lot of clothing items that we want to get listed. That's kind of our death pile right now. We've got okay. almost everything besides clothing. Um, and we want to like really show Poshmark some love. Really? Yeah. Like doing more sharing? Doing more sharing, doing more listing, doing more, you know, the whole Poshmark thing. I think I think this is the time where I think Poshmark slowed down a little bit in December. And I think it's about to ramp back up. So I I'd love be to hear for that. I'd love to hear because you did tell me and you did share with us in the last podcast, the last update one that Poshmark kind of just it slowed down a little bit. Yeah. A little bit or a lot of it. I think a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think, I'm sure it just depends person to person whether it was a lot or a little, but uh, I, I really do think that it's going to pick up quite a bit here in uh, January. Okay. So we'll see. And you know what I'm also excited about is, you know, as we move forward, like I'm looking forward to these next few months of being a full time reseller and having to establish like legit goals. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of goal talking on this episode. There, well, yeah, okay, we didn't mean it to be that way, but it is kind of, you know, this time of year and and the Q4 lens to it. So there you go. And speaking of which, what are your reselling goals for 2019? Let us know. Oh, wow. In the comments below. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Send us a DM. Um, post something on Instagram and, like, tag us and a few other people in it. What, what are your 2019 reselling goals? How much money are you going to make? How many items are you going to have in your store? What are you wanting to sell? Break every financial information piece down in yeah. the comments. I'm Orlando joking. wants tangible things <laughs> that he can specifically hold you accountable for. No, no, I'm not going to hold anybody accountable. I need to hold myself accountable. So, hey, with all that being said, we're going to wrap up this episode. Make sure to be real. Be relevant. Be reselling. Please. Please.